All right, guys, thank you very much for tuning back in. This is the Vaguely Familiar Podcast. This is the backward point edition of the podcast, our cricket wing. And with me is my brother and uh, remorseful Pakistani fan, Bashar, today. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I've, uh, you know, I've, I feel like I've experienced this emotion before in the past. I've seen Pakistan bottle many trophies uh, in the past 10 to 15 years. As much as, as I've been watching Pakistan cricket, whether that be the 2007 World T20 final, whether that be the 2000, um, uh, 11 semifinal, 11 semifinal, the 2014 Asia Cup final, the 20, um, 2021 World Cup semifinal. Yeah. So it's not the first time I've seen Pakistan bottle a trophy that was being presented to them in a platter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a familiar trauma. Uh, we've been here before our, our ancestors. Deja vu. Our, deja vu. Our ancestors have been here before. I feel like my dad throughout the 70s and 80s and 90s when he was watching cricket has seen this. 99 final for him was, was a tough one to swallow. Same thing with us. Same thing was, is going to be with our kids. This is just the trajectory of a Pakistani cricket fan. It's you have to pay your dues. You have to go into the, uh, to the slums. Like I think about the 1999 cricket team that we had, right? That, the most formidable cricket team of all time. All 11 players of that cricket team of the 1999 World Cup are Hall of Famer Pakistani cricket team players. It's like the 1996 Chicago Crick Bulls. All right. We had the best. And then we bottled it. We bought like that was an unbeaten. I think we were unbeaten in that tournament or no, maybe we lost actually, one. We lost against India. In of Bangladesh. course. And you move into the finals and you lose that game. So what? How does the how does this compare with? Pakistan's should I say B team was Pakistan's B team playing in the final today? No, this is this is this is Pakistan's best eleven, best available eleven talent. Okay, see that you put a you put an asterisk. This is with this is available. available, but uh, I think in my opinion, how much as I've seen cricket, domestic cricket, PSL, uh, Babur has done an honest job to put what is in his opinion the best eleven formidable, the best combination. Possible. What about friendships? As we're gonna get to said, that. We're gonna get to that. Someone tweeted that. All right, so let's just before we jump ahead and like move around the multiverse like Marvel is doing, let's talk about it in sequence. Mm -hmm. All right, let's let's do a overview. Let's do a summary. We're gonna primarily talk about Pakistan and cricket here, guys. But of course, other teams will be mentioned as Pakistan played almost every team except Bangladesh in this Asia Cup. Um, what were your thoughts? How how did the Asia Cup fare for Pakistani fans and Pakistan uh, cricket? Um. I think firstly, when I heard that the Asia Cup is happening, it's been organized and I saw the format, uh, six teams, two groups, uh, top two of each qualify for Super Fours and then they play each other again. I just felt like this whole tournament was being organized uh, to have as many India versus Pakistan matches as possible. Yeah. Uh, some were even saying it's a, a best of three, right? You know, the, the Pakistan and India play each other once in the, in the group stage. Very prematurely Super Four. That, and then it was expected that India Pakistan would play in the finals today. Uh, but that wasn't meant to be. Uh, I think in terms of a, a Pakistani supporter, we played good cricket for patches of the tournament. We got lucky at certain points. Um, the one thing that was very heartening for me to see and as a cricket fan and as a, as a Pakistani cricket fan was how much we fought against India uh, in the past. I think the past, I would say, seven to eight years, we've seen very one-sided matches of India-Pakistan matches. Either India was winning one-sided or either Pakistan was winning one-sided. So I remember Pakistan never winning one-sided. Champions Trophy, last year, 20 World Cup. That's two games All right. right there. Okay. okay. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. So 
you know, as as true fans, we haven't seen a good competitive match. So to see both of those games go down to the second last ball um, was was very heartening to see. Um, and and to see Pakistan finally not taking the pressure of an India-Pakistan match, they were just playing it as a regular match. Um, and all of our best guys turned up. I think a lot of positives for Pakistan to take forward from this tournament. Um, and and I know we're going to get that as well. Um, but overall, I think we played decently. We we could have um, played better in certain you know cer- certain moments. I think uh, our top order wasn't really in form, and then our our middle order was he got quite exposed for most part of the tournament. Um, for most, for all of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, aside aside from Rizwan, nobody really scored more than hundred runs this tournament for Pakistan. Uh, let's go game by game. Yeah. Right, we'll, we'll go about that. I have Pakistan's first game uh, against India opened up. Um, Pakistan scored 147 and India scored 148 for five in 19.4. Um, what did you think of this game? We watched it live together. I thought it was good. I thought both teams were trying their best to lose. But uh, as in, said. in the end, Pakistan was just uh, better at gifting uh, the match <laughs> to yeah. India. But uh, India just felt like... And a lot of pressure. Like you said, you were just mentioning how Pakistan, this was the first time you watched Pakistan not be in under pressure in India, against India. Yeah. This was the first time I saw India being under pressure against Pakistan. We had a questionable captain in Rohit Sharma. We had a Virat Kohli who was down in the dumps. All right. We had a playing 11 that of India that wasn't really gelling. We didn't know if Ashwin was playing or not. We didn't know where Mohammad Shami was. There was a lot of doubts on this Indian cricket team. And it they were not morale morale way, like just judging by morale, I should say. They were down in the dumps. And we had a Pakistan cricket team that had Rizwan, Mr. Cricket, that had Bobby, King Bobby, King Babar, right? Take his name, not in vain. And uh we had for some time we thought we were gonna have Shaheen, he was out. We had Naseem, this new talent, this fiery talent. It was weird being a Pakistan cricket fan and having that much support for that team internationally. Because call Pakistan cricket team whatever you want. They are a format T20 cricket team. Yeah, and if you add to that, we're playing in the UAE. UAE has been our backyard for the last, um, I would say, 12, 13 12, years. Yeah, over a decade, yeah. So we know these conditions inside out. We know you know, how to score runs here, what to do when you win the toss, um, all that stuff. Uh, so I think those two things added together was the perfect combination and the perfect opportunity for Pakistan to go out there and win this tournament. So how did Pakistan bottle this? Um, I think it was just... Um, there, a lot of people are blaming the middle order and the lower middle order, but I want to put some blame on the top order. You know, some blame. We, we're gonna put a lot of blame on the top three. Rizwan's strike rate this whole tournament has been questionable. You know, I, I know he's played a couple really good match winning knocks, but I think when uh, Pakistan's mantra in T20s for the past two three years since Babur and Rizwan has been opening have been to play 10, 12 overs, you know, uh, with some stability. 70, 80. Not lose wickets, score six, seven, maybe eight runs in over, and then leave the rest to the to the middle order and the lower middle order to come in and score at a, you know, strike rate of 200 at 10, 12 runs in over to compensate for the slow start we had. I think Pakistan has just been very conservative in the power play. Who, who, 
who picked this idea? Where did this come from? Where, where are they drawing inspiration from this? Because this is very mid 2000s Pakistan ODI cricket team. Exactly, exactly. Like even like late 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 nineties, early two thousands. We even late two thousands, man. We, we rely on Afridi, Azhar Mahmood, or Zak to come yeah. in, score sixes quick, and fours. Yeah, quick at the 30, end. 40, Yeah. Um. So I think it's very unreasonable, especially in T twenties, when someone who's set, who is in, who is facing 12, 20, or, th- or thirty balls, to throw their wicket away and not capitalize on that start. And then you're expecting a middle order batsman to come in and from ball one start striking. It's unreasonable in my opinion. The scorecard for Pakistan for the first game against India was Rizwan 43 runs off 42 balls. Babur 10 off 9. Fakhar 10 off 6. Iftikhar 28 off 22. And then we get this late blitz from Haris Rauf and uh, Shanawaz Dhani, which is 13 from 7 and 16 from 6. Uh, without that, we weren't even close to 140. Yeah. yeah. I think even with that total, Pakistan did really well to fight back. Um, I think not a lot of my Indian friends knew of who Naseem Shah was. We obviously, we've seen him in the PSL, we've seen him in the test team. And so we knew exactly what he was capable of. A youngster who can swing the ball both ways at, at you know, mid to mid 140s. What a, what a moment at the end of that, or near the end of that game where he was cramping up, but he still gave it his best. I think... Real fighter, real fighting spirit in a team, and we we see that very rarely. Like last time I visibly or or, or like remember someone giving it their best was Shreya Bakhtar in the 2011 World Cup with his knees swelling. He was just good for like the first spell. I remember that. Like that was a big debate. Like you know, are we gonna play Shabi against India or not? Like we didn't. Horrible call retrospectively. Wow. But Bob took five. Yeah, we saw how you took that. He was three of the last, like, five balls of his <laughs> inning. So let's not go there. But, yeah, like, that was definitely that was definitely on my mind. Like, we've seen a fighter after a very long time. And then we saw Haris Rove lead Pakistan's bowling attack. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, he just joined the team two years ago. I've been uh, a huge advocate of Haris Rove. I, I see, I feel like he has all the ingredients to be in who he is. You know, a very top-of-the-line leading pace attack bowler in, in the world. And he's proven that in this tournament. Solid um, baller, man. That's not not having chase. not having Shaheen is, a, is such a big blow, right? And, and for India as well, not having Bumrah. I think those were two key pe- two key people uh, for both teams to miss. Um, they lead the bowling attack. They are wicket takers. Um, they're great death bowlers. So for for Pakistan, I would say to play without Shaheen and still get those early wickets for Shah for Nasim Shah to kind of fill in the shoes for Shaheen. Mm. Uh, that was very hard thing to see. Definitely. And also, throughout this whole tournament, I think Pakistan was kind of um, hit with many injuries. We saw Shaheen get out first, and then Wasim Jr., and then the Hani. But um, Pakistan has such a battery of pace bowlers. We saw during the stats at the Asia Cup that Pakistan clocked the most deliveries over 140 kph. And if you talk about Hasnain, Nassim, Haris Rove is over 150. Um, these guys are a really great talent. They're very young. And um, looks bright. They're, they're only going to go up from here. Yeah, I, I even see if Nassim can keep his body fit, injury-free, that Nassim and Shaheen... Could be the next Ahmed Asif. Say it. Say it. No. Claim it. They, they could be the next Wasim and Wakar. Woo! You heard it here first on the Backward Point Vaguely Familiar podcast. You're saying Nassim and Shaheen... If it will become the next Wasim Bakar. Shaheen is 22, 21. Nasim is 19. Shaheen is 22. These, these guys both, if they're fit, they can reign cricket. 
they can lead yeah. Pakistan's fast bowling for the next 10 to 12 years. Shaheen 22, bro. That's insane yeah. to me. So I think, but I, I really feel like Shaheen, uh, Naseem's action is very difficult. There's a lot going on there. Um, he has some technical errors with his action as well. Uh, like his landing foot is pointing towards fine leg. It should be straight. So he's pivoting a lot. There's a lot of pressure on his lower back. A lot of twisting going on in the end, and uh, he might Very, need that's, to. That's where that's what um, spinners do a lot. There's a lot of twisting upon impact. Exactly, and is that know, where he gets his swing from? Uh, I think that's where he generates his pace from. But mm-hmm. he needs to work on that because he, right now he's young. His body is still growing, but it's gonna eventually catch up to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but really great to see Nassim ball so well and and even bat so well uh, against Afghanistan. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna go to that. The next game was yeah. uh, Hong Kong versus Pakistan, yeah, we, which we was, thrashed Hong Kong. Not even uh, no chance. Yeah, great, great bowling performance there yeah. by Shadab there. Uh, next game was against uh, India again. Yeah. So let's go India round two. Um, this was the one that we won, and this is the uh, fourth. Or was it uh, Sunday, September fourth? Yes. Yeah. It was India do ch- make one hundred eighty one for seven, and Pakistan chase it with two balls, with one ball remaining, one hundred eighty two for five. Brilliant chase. One of my yeah. favorite games I've seen in a very long time. I would say after the 152-4-0, this is definitely one of my favorite Pakistan performances. Uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, that one sort of... We didn't I, talk about Kohli, but I, w- I wanted to talk about that because this is an asterisk. Kohli made 35 off, I think, 32 or 33. 34. On the, 34 on the game, game number one against Pakistan. He makes 60 off 44 here. Yeah. But go ahead. Pakistan's uh, win against India, 182 yeah, that five. second game was very different. I saw Rohit Sharma and KL Rahul come out, guns blazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, you know, they went after Nasim. They went after Harris Rove, uh, and they were looking to really capitalize on the power play. Um, and that's kind of the reason why they got to 180. Uh, but India made so many changes to their playing 11. Like, you know, the second match, Jadeja was a forced change. And then Dinesh Karthik went out, Pant came in. Uh, Pandya was rested. He came back in. Um, one of their pace bowlers, Avesh Khan, got sick. So uh, I think one of the other guys came in. Um, Here's a stat for you. India didn't, did not play the same team twice in the Asia Cup. Yeah. So uh, that's another podcast I want to do uh, with the problem with the Indian cricket team. But yeah, another yeah, podcast. For they sure. just have a, a problem with too many. They're kind of confused. It's a it's a paradox of choice for India right now. Um, so very privileged. Yeah, Anyways. lots of <laughs> lots of problems for them uh, with that context. Um, a lot of older people still wanting to get us, still wanting a piece of the pie. Like I just saw Aaron Finch, he retired from ODIs. ODI cricket, and he's like, I could have played another year, but I wouldn't have been my We best. saw Owen Morgan, we saw Ben Stokes, we saw Finch, and then we saw recently Trent Bolt leave his contract for New Zealand cricket to pursue other opportunities uh, if it comes around, so... Um, that just builds on what I was talking about in the last podcast. But you won't see subcontinent players doing that. Um, some of them, including some in this cricket team, Indian cricket team, they won't. They won't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about it whenever you want. But um, yeah. But Pakistan display on this. Uh, India make 181 for seven. KL Rahul, Rahul Sharma both go for 28. Kohli makes a 60 off 44. Vintage Kohli there. Uh, Sky makes 13 off 10, Rishabh 14 off 0, Pandya Duck and Huda 16. Uh, with the Ravi Bishnoi making 8 off 2. I think the highlight of that match for me is that last over of Harris Rove against Virat Kohli. Mm. Supreme 150 bowling. plus Ks, reverse swinging, 
falling bullets into the stumps. Yorkers, spot on. Um, that was really world class. Supreme, supreme bowling. Like I bowling said, bowling against was... the best batsman in the world in a really crunch match to keep your cool and bowl with that pace, with that accuracy. That's just world class. Insane. And uh, I really want to get the images of Fakhar Zaman dropping the catch and the four out of my brain. Village cricket. Village cricket. <laughs> Village cricket. I saw that tweet of yours. You guys should follow us on um, on Twitter. We, dr- during the match, we do a lot of interesting takes like the entire country of Pakistan does on the uh, uh, cricket team as they're playing. And Bashar had a really good tweet with, which, where he called uh, Fakhar Zaman's Drop catches the standard of village cricket yes. in the UK. And I uh, wholeheartedly agree with you there. It was just abysmal to see that. But at the same time, I kind of feel for the guy. He was having a, he was having a tough day. Our coach in, in cricket... He had a tough tournament. He had a tough tournament, yeah, for sure. But our, uh, our coach in cricket, remember, he used to say, if you're having a bad day on the field, the ball will follow you. Yeah, he's, he used to say, like our coach used to say, you can bury that guy in the field somewhere and the ball will still find a way to find him there. Yes, and that's exactly what's happening to him. The guy... He, you don't expect the ball to come to you twice like that. And the first time, you just you overjudge it. You overstep it. It goes for four. Second time you go in there, you overrun it. It goes over you. I'm glad they didn't go for six because that happened today on the final. But they dropped the catch for six. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. Um, so performance against India. It's game two. Pretty good, I would say. Uh, kind of bottled the chase there for a second. But I think... Uh- in that game, it was just a master stroke to send Nawaz up the order. I had Beautiful. questions about his batting. But Nawaz he, goes 42 off 20, 6 fours, 2 sixes, 210 strike rate. He just changed the whole momentum, put pressure on India. and um, So this is where we see the uh, opening order or, or, the, or the plan that the Pakistan cricket team has for the top three to stay alive until the 10th, 12th over, and then go ba- guns a blazing. This is one of those moments where we see that format, that plan sort of working. Yeah, I but think Pakistan once. needed like 100 in the last 10 overs, mm. or just more than 100, and then uh, they managed to chase that down. So that doesn't happen every single time, right? Like, not Nawaz is not going to have a good game every single game. Um, so, but that was just, it was an amazing game uh, to, for them to ask to finish it off uh, with Khrushchev. Um, and then Rizwan played a really good fighting knock till the end uh, yeah. as an anchor. So uh, that was a great game. Uh, first time seeing like Rohit actually panicking after that drop clash from Arshdeep. Yeah. Um, but even that Arshdeep guy, I want to talk about him as well. He's a really great prospect for India. He's a bowler, left arm, balls 140kph. I think he bowled beautifully. He can swing the ball both. Over. He swing the new ball both ways, and he is amazing in the depth. I think he should definitely be part of India's World Cup team. And, but will um, he? He will. He will. I think he bowled two really crunch overs for India in back to back Super Four games against Pakistan and Sri Lanka, um, and he was great. He, he was only given like seven runs or eight runs in both overs to descend, defend. Six in the last. Yeah. So he he was just phenomenal. Kept his school under pressure and. Um, Almost delivered a win for India. If you had a few more runs to play with, it could have been a different result altogether. You want to talk about Bhuvi? Bhuvi is personally one of my favorite bowlers. Like I, I love how good he is with the new ball. Um, he swings the ball both ways. He has an amazing wrist position. Um, but I think he was just taken to the cleaners by Asif and 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 Khrushchev as well. So um, yeah, I think both games, even against Sri Lanka, Bhuvi. Slipped up and he gave 19 against Pakistan in the second last over and then 14 against Sri Lanka in the mm-hmm. last game. Um, yeah. So 
very costly overs and, and those are the overs that kind of um they make or break the match and and at those moments you want someone like Bumra who can come in and deliver those yorkers at will at pace uh i think that's what india was really missing beautifully put i think uh, rizwan 71 off 51 was a great anchor that's the style of cricket i was hoping he would play through yeah. this entire tournament and then um, after that game like india lost against sri lanka nobody was expecting that um Sri Lanka just had a, a wonderful tournament. And um, if you ask me, I think India has just not able to recover from those two deliveries that Shaheen Afridi bowled in the last World Cup. Mm. Um, they, The game against Pakistan the last World Cup, they lost. And then they lost against New Zealand. And they were virtually out of the tournament. And here as well, um, they lost the Super 4 game against Pakistan. And then it's, just, it's such a demoralizing loss for you know other teams that it's it's hard to come back from that. And in these short tournaments, you only have like a day for rest and then you have to come back and show up which, again. Which makes the Pakistan Champions Trophy 2017 win even more astounding. Because the way that they lost against India in that game and then the way that they came back, the first game that they lost and then the way they came back and won the final, the way that they won it, insane. Same thing yeah. with the 2019 World Cup. The loss that they had against India, brutal loss. And then the comeback that they made in that World Cup. I know they didn't make the Super 4s. But, you know, it was one of those fight backs where uh, we saw one of the greatest innings by a Pakistani player while chasing in Babar Azam century against New Zealand in Edge Baston, which I also want to talk about him. Babar continues in this game. This is the third game of the, world, of, the, of the Asia Cup where he does not score more than 15 runs. He scored 14 off 10 here. Yeah, Babar had a, a terrible Asia Cup. I think he averaged 11, uh, maybe he scored like 60, 67 runs in like, uh, five six, games, six, six matches. five or six games. Yeah. Um, if you ask me, just I'm just joking, but um, that handshake against Kohli, it felt like he transferred all of his good form to Kohli, and Kohli transferred his bad form over to Bobber. Um, but jokes aside, I think Bobber uh, got a bit unlucky. He's a bit out of form, and last two games he seemed in a lot of pressure. Media, just the teammates himself. There's. Babur has performed so well for Pakistan over the years that the expectations from him are almost the same as what, what we have with Kohli. Um, yeah, so th- that's one of the things that's plagued Babur. Okay, maybe plagued isn't the right word, but it's definitely followed Babur throughout his career is the comparisons with Virat Kohli, right? They're, they play the same number, right? It's Kobe versus Michael Jordan again. Jordan being Kohli in this, Kobe, versus, uh, Kobe being Babur. And they play the same position. They play the same style of cricket. They play the same um, brand of cricket. They both are high-class players. Do you think, and we might be guilty of this because we talk about him a lot. And in the in the way that we do, which is that, you know, that 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 random saying that you see on the internet that uh, form is temporary, class is permanent. Do we think we've highly, re- ha- we've, Ha, like overrated Babar for a little bit. Like he's all class, he's all style. He's Babar, he's King Babar. I'm going to score 66 in this tournament of six games. I strongly disagree. Really? Because Babar has the numbers and the stats and the rankings to back up why we hype so him so So you don't much. think we've over, over overstated his, his name? Babar is the only batsman in world cricket right now who is in top three rankings of every format of cricket. Fair. Babar... Um, has, but, but would you say he's played like that in this tournament? No, not this tournament. I think, and I, I think it's unfair to him if, to single out his performance in this tournament against what he's done in the past. 
uh, you know, Bob, uh, sorry, Virat Kohli had a a very long draw on her form. But with players like these, you have to persist. And, and you know, eventually they will turn up. Um, and that purple patch will happen again. All right. So let's make a prediction right now. Seven T20s coming up in your home turf against England. Number one side of in, in T20 cricket right now. Uh, 2019 World Cup winners. Um, what's going to happen? I think Barber will definitely come back in form. If, even if it's not this series, but in the World Cup, the and even the, the tri-series against New Zealand that we have before the World Cup, Barber will come back in form. The pitches there suit the way that he plays. He likes bouncy tracks. We've seen him score a test 100, a, a 97 against Australia. Uh, in the last tour, we saw him score 50s uh, against uh, in Australia in the last T20 series. He has an ODI 100 there as well. So he likes playing there. The bat comes onto his ball. The ball comes onto his <laughs> bat really well. Um, so I, I have no doubts in Babar Azam. He, no, no reason to flag, no reason to raise the alarms, no reason to scream wolf. You think Balber is okay? Absolutely not. Uh, I do have some recommendations and some uh, suggestions uh, for for Pakistan team going forward, but I wanted to talk about that after. Let's get that. Yeah. So uh, the next game after this is the Afghanistan game. We don't have much to talk about that except horrible, horrible, horrible crowd control. Um, Nasim Shah's two sixes. Uh, will they go into the pantheon of the greatest sixes of Pakistani cricket with Javed Miyadad and uh, uh, Shahid Afridi? Absolutely. They're already there. Already there? There, All right. You heard it here first? Probably. Probably not. (laughs) But definitely. uh, Those two sixes, insane. Um, Lots of emotion. Lots of heart, like I said, in this cricket team and these lads. Uh, We should have won that a lot more easily than we did. Uh, We sort of kind of bottled it there again, which was kind of a trend in this this tournament for Pakistan. Uh, We go on to play Asia Cup. We go on to play Sri Lanka in the third game. Which is supposed to be a dead rubber game. We play we play our B team there. Usman Qadir comes in for Shadab, and uh, Hassan Ali comes in for Hassanain. No, Nasim. My bad. I don't know what we did there. I have no idea what we did. Why we went? Th- why we went with that? Why they played? I we should have played our eleven that we were playing throughout the tournament. I don't know why those changes were needed to make. I think Shadab had a nickel, and then Nasim they wanted to rest. Uh, but um, if you ask me, uh, to be very, very blunt and clear here, mm-hmm. I don't think Usman Qadir should be in the 15. You don't need a backup leg spinner. Uh, secondly, I feel like our the second best spinner, leg spinner in Pakistan after Shadab is Zahid Nehmud and not Usman Qadir. Mm. Um, Usman Qadir is very good friends with uh, Babar Azam, so uh, that could be a reason We're gonna why come to that tweet he right now. is in the team. Uh, Hassan Ali, not sure why he got picked and not sure why he played. I'll tell um, you because uh, Shaheen goes down, Wasim Jr. goes down, who, goes, who comes instead. No, but he, he I don't think Nassim, he, he only played five matches, man. Like, he needs more experience. He needs more exposure. Oh. Nassim, he came in for Nassim, right? Because No, he came in for Wasim Jr. No, no, in the playing 11 against okay, Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah. He, we rested Nassim and Hassan Ali came in. So I don't think... We were at a point to rest Nassim. Like he, you only, I agree. You only ball four overs, right? You need him to be at his best. You need him more experience, more exposure, balling with the new ball. Match experience. It's completely different from um, that experience. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure why that move happened. Um, but anyways, we lost that match. It was a, a big wake-up call for our top order, our middle order. Um, our bowling unit. Our bowling unit was pretty good. Our pace attack was good. Yeah. Um, but that was sort of the only highlight of that match. Move on to the finals. That was today. In the what finals, they were talking about you win the toss, you win the match. 
Pakistan won the toss and automatically they had a 70% chance of winning. Uh, but on the other hand, that's what, you know, our after pa- eight overs, they had a 95% chance. That, that was um, the Pakistani mindset. Like if you win the toss, you have to win the toss. A lot of emphasis on the toss. Whereas Sri Lanka was more like, you know, we're a champion team. doesn't matter if we win the toss. If you lose the toss, we're going to win the match. We're going to show skill. We're going to show intent. We're going to show resilience. Um, Determination. And that's what they did. So Pakistan won the toss. Bold first. You know, no surprises there. Uh, Shadab came back on the team. Nassim came back on the team. Um, 58 for 5. You want to talk about that? Nine overs, 58 for 5. An incredible start from Nassim Shah, Wicked on the third ball, which is arguably the ball of the tournament. And then for Babar to quickly bring in Harris Rove, back-to-back overs, he gets wickets in every, sing- in every over, uh, bowling at pace, swinging the ball late. Um, Pause. At that point, do you think this was a clear win for Pakistan? Not really, because uh, one thing that was a point of concern for me was that the, the scoring rate wasn't coming down. Um, Dharanjai is it nine over 58? That's very bad. Uh, I would say, considering five wickets down, it could have been like 30 or 40. Uh, but uh, Dharanjai de Silva, this guy kept playing his shots, he kept attacking, he kept his scoring boundaries. Um, and that's one thing that I felt like was the message from the, the Sri Lankan uh dugout like, doesn't matter if we keep losing wickets or, or whatever happens, show the intent, keep counter attacking. I think that's kind of the point where Sri Lanka came back into the match and they just they dominated. So what goes wrong there? 9 over 58 for 5. What does Babar do? Babar is getting overs in from Iftikhar. Iftikhar is a part-time bowler. I've been a big advocate of uh, Iftikhar playing as a 6 bowling option and bowling 1 or 2 overs but in the final match when he's already got on a wicket you don't need to Getting more overs from him, right? When, when did, did Bob? When did Iftikhar get the wicket in his first over? In his first over, yeah, he got he got dissolved out big wicket, uh, but Babar kept him on, and I think it was because of the matchups off spinner against Rajabaksa, left-handed batsman. Um, but I think that's where a big tactical error happened, right? As a captain, when you have the team in a final fifty-eight for five, you have to go for the kill. You have to have that killer instinct. Um, what should have you done? He should have brought put the Pacers back. He should have maybe got, got another over from uh, Harris Rove or maybe Nassim Shah. Because um, uh, Sri Lanka doesn't have a has many, much depth in the batting. Like the next batsman was uh, Karuna Narotane. He is an all-rounder. And then it was just a tail. So he needed one more breakthrough and you could have made some serious inroads within the tail. Um, but Bauer here is getting overs in from Iftikhar, which basically means that you're planning on bowling 20 overs from the uh from from your bowlers um and that's kind of what happened you know and hasaranga and rajapaksha they had an incredible partnership like they kept scoring runs Crazy. they kept scoring boundaries both of the strike rates were were unbelievable um and i think rajapaksha what a story this guy yeah. retired in january uh citing reasons that uh he, he wanted to give more time to his family um but then his resignation was denied by the, the Sri Lankan cricket board and they requested him to, to come back, join the team. Very Imran Khan-esque. Yeah. And for him to come back, play this innings, uh, I think the best innings of his life so far um, at this moment, you know, for, for Sri Lanka to win this title after so many years when their country needed it the most. Yeah. The joke was whoever wins gets the IMF loan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. 
Brutal. You guys are brutal. Yeah. So um, I think aside from the first nine overs, Pakistan was just out of the game. Their fielding, Shadab dropped, you know, two really important catches. Um, yeah. Why? How are we not? That's the most basic rule of cricket. When the ball goes up in the air, you scream me or I or Mera or whatever whatever it is, right? Mine. You, yeah, mine. You you call for the ball. What is happening? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's too loud. There's twenty five thousand people. That's not an They're excuse, all screaming. man. It's I a, don't know. They caught they caught some jaffas there too in the field. They definitely did. I think you know with that, it's I don't think they called for it. They just looked at who's going for the ball, right? Common sense. Common sense. Um, and it's it's like Shadab is our best fielder. If anybody you want under a high catch, it's Shadab. And um, Shadab just his balding was good, but he just never looked into the game uh, with his fielding. I don't know if that's because he got hit in the ear with the with the throw and the I, I think the, the power play he was his ear was bleeding, and then um, yeah maybe I don't know it's it's because of that maybe it's the pressure of uh, a big final. He's played worse, man. Like his catch, the catch that he took against India, which was Virat Kohli's catch on the second time, Amar got him out. That was way more high octane, high pressure than, yeah. than this one. But yeah, um, Pakistan going for the chase. Uh, they get awarded 10 free runs in the, before any bowl is bowled, right? Uh, they technically have to chase 160 in 20, and they don't. They don't get there. Again, uh, I think their their template of the, the top three sort of playing 10, 12 overs and then the middle order coming in and playing magical cameos, that's just not it. That's not it, man. Like I'm telling you... Uh, for, for us to lose Bobber and, and Fucker back-to-back um, was a big blow. Do you think Bobber's shot was a little bit immature? I think the shot was on. It's bad luck. I think you were saying, like, that shot anywhere to the future. Two feet right, to the right, to the left. Or the left. That's a four. It's going for a four. So uh, a very good reflex catch from that bowler. 0.94 seconds. Um, Saw that. And in that power play, I want to also commend the captaincy of Shanika. Uh, their their first baller who gave ten runs before a ball was even bowled, uh, I think his name is Madhushanka. He ke- he brought him at Mon for a second over. He brought him on for a third over, and that shows confidence. That shows that you want to go for a wicket. You're bringing the left arm bowler who swings the ball back in because you're looking for wickets. You have intent. That's planning, um, and I think that for me was very heartening to see. Uh, on the other hand, Pakistan just got bogged down. I think. Even with those 10 free runs, Pakistan made like 30-something or 20-something off the power play for, for two weeks. Pakistan weeks. were 10 runs free. They were given 10 free runs, and they were 13 runs off three overs before Babar and uh, Rizwan. Yeah, so, I mean, Rizwan and, and Iftikhar, they tried to consolidate, but, I mean, when the required rate is like 9-10, you need a boundary every over, and these guys were just looking to consolidate, play singles and doubles. I don't understand something. Uh, we had 73 runs off 10 overs. That means you need 100 and... 70 off 10, we need 103 off 10 overs. That's 10 and over. That's doable. How do we go from 103 off 10 overs to 70 off 5? Yeah, because... What happened there? Uh, then you're going to target their best bowlers. I think something smart that Sri Lanka did was that um, they tried to spin a web around Pakistan. They... they kind of delayed their pace bowlers and they had Hasaranga ball, they had Tikshana ball. I think they even got an over out of uh, Silva, maybe. Yeah, Can't yeah Silva ball an over as well. So um, lots of planning and they wanted to they wanted not to give any pace to Pakistan. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I think if the Chacha, Rizwan, man, they just bottled it, man. Like, I couldn't believe that they were doing that. Like the first 10 overs in a big match, they just didn't get any boundaries. They didn't rotate properly. Uh, they played too many dot balls and there was just a lack of intent. You know, there's just, in a big final, there's too much expectations from these guys to uh, put all the pressure on the lower order. You know, and these guys are consuming like 60 balls, right? If you combine the balls that uh, Iftikhar and Rizwan played, it's over like 70, 80 balls. That's, of the game. That's like more than half the game. Yeah. So if you're playing that many balls, if you're in, you're set, it is your responsibility to go out there and finish the match with Pakistan. Yeah. Uh, I think when when uh, both of them got out um, and Asif Ali and Khuzul came into bat, Pakistan needed 62 off four overs. That is unreasonable for them to ask. Yeah. And then our media, our social media, they have short-term memory and they're blam- blaming everything on Khuzul, Asif and Nawaz. Asif and Nawaz. Like, that's just yeah. that's just not it. That's know? not it. That's 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 how we've in the past destroyed players. That's how we've ended careers because of this stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's not it at all. Um. Yeah. So that and then at the end of that and the end of that day, Pakistan lose it, bought lose it by I think twenty one runs. Uh, it was just like an abysmal performance at the end. Uh, it does not give justice to the great bowling that they did in the first nine overs. Does not give justice to the brilliant bowling that they did throughout the tournament. Right. Yeah. Uh, they were they had a fighting spirit in the first three to four games, and then they started for some reason started waning away. Um, I don't understand why. Um, and then it's by the end we just it was the shell of the team that was at the beginning of that tournament. Um, I feel like. A lot of our hopes and aspirations with this cricket team lie with Babar Azam. And see him, seeing him go out the way that he did in this entire tournament really brought morale down. What do you think about that? I think, yeah, it, it is Babar, yeah. He is a big part of that puzzle. Of he hits a good 30, 40 runs. We're suddenly like, oh, what did Babar do? Okay, yeah. he did that. We can do that too. And Babar and Rizwan, they complement each other, right? So... Mm-hmm. Rizwan is supposed to be the aggressor and Babar is supposed to be the anchor. Uh, but when Babar gets out early, then the roles are reversed. Then Rizwan has to sort of anchor and then he has to rely on the other guy, Fakhr or Iftikhar, to come in and be the aggressor. Um, both Fakhr and Babar were in terrible form this whole tournament. So You want to talk about that a little bit? Fakhr and Babar, what, what was up with them? Fakhr especially. I've been talking about for the past one year. Because uh, I don't understand the... Sorry, I'm cutting you off. The argument that we should... Put Fakhar over Babar. It's gonna if they're in the same form, it's gonna be the same thing. Babar comes in at the third over, or Fakhar comes in at the third over, is the same thing. No, so um, if you look at his Fakhar stats while he was opener versus one down, there's a big difference. Uh, Fakhar is a great player of pace bowling. He likes the bar, the power play. His strike rate while uh, opening is like 134, 135, and when he's playing in the middle order, one down. It's like 110. But my argument is he's still coming in the first three overs. Right, but he's coming in when a wicket's falling. He has to either take singles and doubles, consolidate, uh, absorb pressure of the wicket. So he he can't he can't play as freely as he is naturally. So are you able are you to. team uh Fakhar Rizwan opening? Absolutely. Absolutely mm. I am. I've been saying this for the past one year, but because Rizwan and Babar was doing so good, it kind of uh nobody was talking about it. But now that, that they're flopping, um it's bringing up the question again. And do you think? I, do you think they'll do that? I think it is high time for Bobber to take a good, a big captain's decision. Come one down. Let Fakhar 
dominant the power play. I think Pakistan, where they're lacking, is each power play score. Like, if take out the score for the past, like, seven, eight matches. Uh, six overs, 40. Six overs, 45. Six overs, 47. Uh, 36. 38. It's six to eight runs and over. If you're not dominating the power play, it's really hard for your middle order to come in and dominate when your top order is not able to do so. So and what do you want in six? Six and 60? Six and f- 50, 45, 80. Like, uh, sorry, not 80. <laughs> sorry. Whoa. Okay if, there, boy. I want between uh, 45 to 60 in the first six overs. And that can only happen if Fakhar is opening. Um, and if Fakhar can play his natural game attack, go for the kill, right? And then if we do lose Fakhar's Fakhar's wicket, we have Bobber coming in one down. And Bobber's striker in the middle overs is really good. So... It's it's all the reasons for Bobber to come one down and Fakhar to. Do you actually think Bobber's form is out, or he was playing terrible shots? Because some of those, the way he got out with Hong Kong, soft th- dismissals. I think the first match against India, soft dismissal. Like, I don't think that's a bad form thing. I think that's a mental thing. I think the media convinced him he's out of form. I don't think he's out of form. I think oh. he's had some bad luck. But say that again. I think the media convinced Bobber Azam that he is out of form. He is not really out of form. He just had some bad luck. He's played some, you know. Um, 50-50 shots uh, that could have gone anywhere. But I, I trust in Bobber. He's going to come back hard. He works really hard. He's the first guy to go in the nets. He's the last one to come out. Um, and um, Bobber is talented, but Bobber has a lot of faith in his hard work. I was hearing uh, a podcast of, of Kobe Bryant talking about when he's making a, a last-minute buzzer-beater shot and he makes it. For people, that's a big deal. But for Kobe, it's not really a big deal because he's been practicing that all his life, all the hours in the gym. So for that, it's just applying what he's practiced at practice in a game. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with anything you do in life. And with Bauer as well, he, he practices so much. Um, you know who else practices a lot? Kohli. Asif. Asif Ali. He's 156. 156. In the Nets, bro. God damn it. <laughs> Why, where is the media? Where is the PR team when you want that statement not to be out in the media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just wanted to talk about like you know, lastly, just the, the positives for Pakistan of the tournament and then what they can do going forward. Um, I feel like Pakistan has unearthed a really talented fast bowler in white ball cricket, Naseem Shah. Uh, he can or and he is filling in the shoes for for Shaheen. I'm just imagining the the time when Shaheen hopefully inshallah becomes fully fit and we have Naseem, Shaheen and Haris Rove as our Our leading three three pacers. Uh, All three guys who can swing the ball at pace. Naseem Vakashwe, bro, that's the 90s again. Bring back the 90s, boy. This is going to be, I'm really excited. As as a pace bowler myself, I I really want to see that happen. Um, So to see Naseem Shah kind of come up and, and play the way that we want him to play. And then Harris Rove to be now an experienced bowler to lead Pakistan's bowling attack. Um, and to also talk about Pakistan's pace battery and the ones that we have in the team and the ones that are on the bench. Um, it's just, it's just heartening to see all my Indian friends are shocked. They're like, how is does Pakistan keep unearthing these crazy freak talents, guys who can ball 145, 150 at, at will. We got a mind, bro. We got a mine of them, right? You keep bringing Kohli's, we'll keep bringing Naseem Shah's. I think when the partition happened between India and Pakistan, um, the pace battery or the fast bowling belt was on Pakistan's side and the good batsman yeah. fell on the Indian side. Yeah, but we got we got Babur, so I think one of them slipped, slipped in. 
<laughs> they in. migrated from the yeah. uh, deli over to the horse. You build that wall, we'll climb over it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we leave, I wanted to talk about this really disgusting thing that happened literally minutes out of the game. Uh, Shweb Malik tweeted, when will we come out of from... Oh, sorry, let me do that again. Shweb Malik tweeted, when will we come out from friendship, liking and disliking culture? Allah always helps the honest. Dot, dot, dot. Okay, first of all, this guy shouldn't be anywhere near Pakistan cricket anymore. Uh, I think he's done. He, his career for Pakistan is done. Um, I talked about this last World Cup as well. He has not played any match-winning, impactful knocks for Pakistan in ICC tournaments the last 13 years. Mm-hmm. He should not be part of this team. And I think Babar has made a great call by moving on and picking other guys. Like Iftikhar, I know he's getting hate. At the same time, he has been Pakistan's top performer in the PSL, in the domestic cup. He was the man of the tournament and man of the match the last national T20 cup. So he is picking players based on based off of merit and looking uh, forward towards the future. Uh, Shoaib Malik might have been a good option here in these conditions. But if you're looking forward He's to... He's 40, man. But if you're looking forward to, towards the World Cup, I don't think Shoaib Malik will be good in Australian conditions. So Babur has made a good call by eliminating him from the team. He's 40. All right. He played cricket with Vaseem Akram. All right. He played cricket with Ijaz Ahmed. Okay. This guy, it's like, oh my, I don't even know what the what the comparison to that is because it's, it's insane. It's insane what this guy's trying to do. He's trying to squeeze his way into the team. He's always been someone who's been involved in grouping. His scandals have always been about what he's complaining about. Politics, right being the popo of the team, um, going against captains, revolting, um, playing, you know, just playing politics all around. I, I don't think he is a good person to be in the team. I think these bunch of guys, I have not seen a more united Pakistan cricket team in a long time. That celebration after Naseem Shah hit those two sixes, um, the whole team coming together, celebrating that video that PCB uh, released uh, of Pakistan beating yeah, India. Wholesome. Like, like that's what you want to see. That's a team. Yeah. Everybody is rooting for each other. Like this is a unit. I don't care if they lost this this final, they lost the last uh, semifinal, the last World Cup. This is a good bunch of guys, and I'm backing them. And I think um, all the Pakistan supporters should back them as well. And this is not a point to panic and you know bring back uh, Muhammad Afiz, bring back Shoaib Malik, bring back Anish Muhammad from the dead. No, <laughs> we don't need to do that. <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> I think going forward, Pakistan's top three need to shuffle a bit. Power one down, fucker open. And then the top three need to show more intent. Play, play at better strike rates. And yeah, you can experiment, but, but not too much. Like maybe bring Hadir early in for Iftikhar. Uh, I I personally feel Pakistan need a pace balding all-rounder in Australia. They should include um, Fahim Ashraf in the team. team Fahim Ashraf. Give him a chance. Um, see what combination you can fit him into. Uh, I saw some people online crying for Safraz to come back in, in Rizwan's place. These Man, these seasonal fans, this is what I don't like about big tournaments like all these seasonal fans who haven't been watching cricket they, they just come out and they're like oh bring this bring that do this remove Shana that <laughs> come on man <laughs> what the hell <laughs> alright I think this is a good place to end the one last message to uh, that I wanted to give um, you know who Akash Singh is I do Andrew Schultz is a yeah, yeah. guy Akash I saw him Akash I saw you watch the cricket matches against Pakistan and I saw you screaming on your stories and after that you've been quiet right this is a message to Akash Singh. 
that when we go to the World Cup in Australia next month, I want to see you quiet, right? I don't want to see you talking. I don't want to see those stories come out, all right? This is it. This is the Pakistan team that's going to beat India in October. I'm going to make that prediction right now. I'm going to be bold about it. I don't want to see no stories coming out, all right? This was Vaguely Flamer, guys. This was Backward Point. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you very much for signing in. Uh, if you guys are Pakistan cricket fans, uh, subscribe, like, stay, stay on board. There's a lot of interesting matches coming up. Uh, there's a lot of series coming up for Pakistan. The World Cup's coming up, like we just mentioned in the Akash Singh tribute video. Um, we're going to be tuning into all those games. Lots of podcasts coming about Pakistan cricket. Lots of podcasts coming about Indian cricket as well. We have Hot a few takes. lined up. Hot takes coming up. Some uh, big changes also coming up for the podcast. We'll reveal those in, in the upcoming weeks as well. Thank you very much for following us, for subscribing, asking for this video. It was very heartwarming to see people DMing us privately and, and otherwise to, to talk about it because people want to hear what we have to say. So we appreciate that love. We appreciate that support. And uh, keep it coming, boys. Pakistan's in the bus. Bashar out. <laughs> Bashar out. Nazar out. Take care.